0: How many times have you heard new mums go, oh, my God, I can't stop staring at my baby? Mm-hmm. So many times mm-hmm. and so yeah. many mums are just like they think it's weird or like people are like, oh, my God, stop staring at your kid. Like it's she's right there or he's right there. It's fine. It's because we are hardwired for this. Yeah. It's part of the change in the brain. It's it's what we need to be doing as mothers and we are just eyeballing our kids mm-hmm. the whole time. Oh.
1: Home. I'm Jess. I'm here with my co-host Larissa Hello. and the wonderful Dr. Renee White. Hello. Of multiple um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fill your cup and multiple other um, what are we calling them? Scientists. Slash careers. I wear Slash many hats. But lots of hats. Yeah. Wearer of multiple hats. Yes. Mm. Dr. Renee White, wearer of multiple hats. Mm. I relate to that so hard. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about talk about oxytocin. Yes. So Should we talk a little bit first about your science background?
0: I guess so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What did you study? Uh, Biochemist by trade. So I guess the molecular mechanisms of proteins in our body because so many people go, biochemist, what the hell is that? that So that was going to be my next question. So many people think that like I deal in like nuclear warfare or something like that. It's quite funny. Yeah, it's very strange how people, you know, I don't know. Mm. I don't even know how you get there. But essentially as a biochemist, we learn and understand about molecules, how they interact with one another and then how we can I guess manipulate those things. So if we work out for example, how two molecules come together in, you know, physiology and say someone has a mutation and those molecules don't come together anymore and you get something like cancer arising then that knowledge of how that interaction normally works can then help develop things like drugs and treatments to Mm -hmm. you know target those types of things so i guess in short my phd was looking at um proteins in our immune system in the blood um and then i went on to work in hiv research which was Mm. very very interesting so working out how um particular patient groups, uh, when we treated them with a drug, some of them became immune to that and there was like this mutation that we were kind of chasing because they were resistant to, to the drugs. Right. So I guess understanding how the virus was interacting with, you know, human um, molecules and how it was kind of ev- being evaded through mm-hmm. this drug Um you know, they're all the fun intricacies of of what I was working on. Amazing. Yeah. Fascinating.
2: So today we're talking specifically about oxytocin.
0: The love hormone. <laughs> <laughs> what is it
2: for people who are listening? Yeah. That might be pregnant, haven't really heard of it, or are planning to,
0: or are pregnant about to birth and still don't know. Um, what is it? So oxytocin is it's a peptide, fundamentally. Um, But it's really cool because this peptide is not just a hormone uh, which travels through our bloodstream, but it's also a neurotransmitter as well. So it's synthesised in our brain. It's very, very small. It's only nine amino acids in length in its active form. And it's stored in our brain and, uh, you know, certain physiological um, events Cause it to be released from our brain and into our bloodstream, and I think two of the most famous ones mm-hmm. would be, um, you know, to kind of induce uterine contractions, so you know, induce labor, mm-hmm. and the other one would be our milk letdown. So that is oxytocin is responsible for those. Just to two be things. clear for
1: anyone listening, you when you say that you're talking about your body inducing labor, not being induced.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's the, I guess, the physiological um, manufacturing of oxytocin, which I'm sure we'll talk about the synthetic version later on. (laughs) Excuse my ignorance. What is a peptide? A peptide, so so a peptide is... Uh, a series of amino acids which are linked together and amino acids are essentially the building blocks of life. So uh, they like range in all kind of different shapes and sizes and together they make everything in our body essentially. Um, And depending on their structure, it then depends on their function as well. So it's kind of like just little um, puzzle pieces. Mm. Okay. I think uh, important. it's a good question though, Larissa, because it's important to note that whilst we do have these peptides and hormones in our body, um, we've got lots of things like floating around all the time, mm. but it's the receptors on specific organs, tissues mm. in our brain that Uh, those hormones need to dock into so again that puzzle piece meeting that other puzzle piece which causes the reaction and the activation of all the other kind of downstream effects so Mm. um, for example you know in motherhood at the moment of conception our brain starts to remodel straight away and as part of that remodeling we get this new kind of maternal circuitry people call it and so as part of that physiology and change in structure scientists have seen that um, we actually get like a clustering of oxytocin receptors together so they all start to come together and it forms um, most predominantly in the reward system of our brain which Ah. makes sense because yeah. when we have oxytocin, and that's why we call it the love hormone, we just get this mm. beautiful feeling of like, oh, and it's almost addictive because it's in that reward system. It's connected with dopamine, which. So you know, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Is, is it connected yeah. to dopamine? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So so oxytocin is just this beautiful thing that, you know, we find being kind of clustered in that reward system. And it's, it's part of. Matrescence, mm. you know, the entire yeah. time. So, yeah. So apart from, um, you know, uterine contractions and breastfeeding with the letdown, um, it's also kind of famously known for uh, social intelligence. So we need that as mums because mm. we have to go from uh, sole human beings, you know, evolutionarily <laughs> we've been looking after ourselves And then we have this new human that we need to look after. So we have to, you know, level up on like empathy and social interaction and Mm. and things like that. Um, But it's also beneficial for digestion as well. So we have a, yeah, so we have a, so there's receptors all around our body. So our brain, our uterus, um, within like our breast tissue, but also our gut and so high concentrations of of oxytocin aid in better digestion which if we go full circle you need that after you've had a baby as well right mm-hmm, like yeah. we've all done the first poo before like mm. god help us all yeah. uh, so we need a, as much oxytocin as possible with that right
2: mm. oh my god i'm it's loving this so lesson. so interesting <laughs> Yeah. So interesting, because I'm quite into naturopathy and you know mm-hmm. all things like that, and they're all through plant medicine that you want to kind of activate within your body now, particularly going through that perimenopause period. Mm. It's like how do i how do I get these things firing mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's really interesting, so whilst there's been a like a lot of research there's never enough
1: right and
0: I think one of the really cool things about oxytocin is they've done a few studies around the fact that we this system that we rely on for oxytocin starts developing straight away when we're infants Mm -hmm. and so the development of this system they've shown through research that there's two key things that you need as a baby to start this system really charging up the first one is eye contact and the second one is loving touch and so it makes sense again Mm -hmm. because if you pull back to like real life experience how many times have you heard new mums go oh my god I can't stop staring at my baby Mm -hmm. So many times mm-hmm. and so many mums are just like they think it's weird or like people are like, oh, my God, stop staring at your kid. Like it's she's right there or he's right there. It's fine. It's because we are hardwired for this. Yeah. it's part of the change in the brain it's it's what we need to be doing as mothers and we are just eyeballing our kids mm-hmm. the whole time you even see it with dads some, oh absolutely sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. as well so
2: yeah, yeah it's obviously firing yes. within them as well yeah, That's yeah, yeah. so absolutely. interesting
1: because you know how they're often like not all babies obviously but sometimes they come out and they are so alert mm-hmm. and you you know you put them on you they do the breast crawl yeah you hold them and they just stare at you Mm -hmm. and you just stare at each other and marvel. Yeah. That's going to make me cry because the miracle of life is just, you know. So now understanding biologically the gazing into each other's eyes, that's so
0: interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, Mm. you know, that goes hand in hand with loving touch, Mm -hmm. right? And so – I don't know about you, but like you have those overwhelming like situations where you're like, oh, my goodness, I could eat my child. Like oh, yeah. that is so weird. I yeah. felt
2: like that this morning when I d- dropped Valentina off at school. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Does it mean, <laughs> does it mean something's going to happen to her today or something's going to happen to me? Or That's just my anxiety yeah, brain I, talking. Yeah, I have that as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but this morning I dropped her off and as she was going, I was like almost teary. And yeah. I'm due for my
0: bleed so it's not <laughs> happening.
2: But... Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right, Renee. You do
0: have those moments where you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. But again, we are hardwired for Mm -hmm. it. And I think, uh, you know, we see in society like there's so many things, particularly with um, sleep training, um, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. it's like they tell you, Um, don't make eye contact with your child um, Mm. before you put them down in the cot and, you know, the crying out thing and and stuff like that. Like I'm really happy to be blunt and say I do not prescribe to that type of thing because the research does not show that that is a benefit, Mm -hmm. right? We are hardwired to pick up our babies to make eye contact and let them know that they are safe and Mm -hmm. that they are in like a really positive environment Mm -hmm. and that is what – the oxytocin, I guess, system is, is trying to do. And so they've shown through research that, you know, we have, when we have those two main pillars that enforces this really beautiful attachment with our children and what we're trying to develop and demonstrate to them is that even if they leave and come back from us, You know, whether it be down the hallway when they're a toddler or, you know, they're trying the slide for the first time without us, that it's okay and they're safe and they will feel welcomed back with no judgment or anything like that yeah. and things are still going to be as they are. And so what they've shown through research is that it's called priming. And so, with these priming events with oxytocin, we're developing these systems. And there's been research around children in orphanages. And unfortunately, they don't get that one on one. They mm. don't necessarily get that eye contact and that loving touch. And mm. they've shown that later on in life, they don't produce as much oxytocin. And if, you know, and the oxytocin that they do produce, you know, produce. There's just not that real kind of bonding with those receptors, and they're just not getting they're firing that reward right. system, and so that len, lends into um, more anxious children and more anxious adults, and they're less sociable as well, which so is just horrible. How
2: would you, so in that exact scenario, how do you
0: can you create that connection yeah. again? I. I'm going to say you never say never yeah. because if, you know, there's something that I've learned from being someone who's seen a psychologist for over a decade now, mm. I understand that you can rewire yeah. your brain mm. but it's hard, yeah. right? And so you have to literally retrain your body and I think the other thing is you need to have that supportive and trusting network around you because it's those external factors that are things that are, you know, creating that development of that reward system for you. So you would have to make sure that you invested in and had those people around you to support that. Yeah. I'm going
2: to – it's going to be a little off topic but I'm trying to connect the dots here with the data. So when
0: we orgasm – Yes. What that's That's the oxytocin reward system. That is is part of it.
2: Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to clarify. (laughs) I mean it's related.
1: Hopefully you orgasm when you conceive. Sadly not everyone does, but you know.
2: Yeah, but but I was just trying to like thinking of the reward system. I was Mm. like Yeah surely that's
0: yeah the I mean the reward system in our brain (laughs) is associated with you know orgasm with platonic relationships with um people buying you know um, luxurious items and you get that like you know when people go and shop and they get that hit hit you know that type of thing like that's all part of the reward system yeah yeah absolutely so coming
1: back to the postpartum, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, as dual we harp on about the importance of oxytocin a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so we know that it's important for bonding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also important. It's an analgesic. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's Absolute. a Absolutely. Analgesic.
0: Um, so you, um, it buffers pain, essentially. Right. Yeah.
1: And then yep. it's important for letdown.
0: Yeah. Milk letdown. Um, are there any other? Major things that it helps with in the postpartum. I think the number one thing is bonding. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think it also kind of feeds back into, it, it's part of the, you know, parasympathetic nervous system as well. So that's, you know, when we're mm. feeling calm and relaxed mm-hmm. and less anxious and that's why people say you need to be calm, relaxed and less anxious to you know go into labor and when you're feeding like that's why we panic when our baby's screaming and we can't get the letdown and it's just a vicious circle but the bonding is definitely the case and that is i guess um it's a result of the change in architecture of our brain Mm -hmm. that remodeling and so we get those changes and we increase in social intelligence mm-hmm. and empathy and IQ and EQ and all of that kind of stuff. So, mm. but it, it's interesting because the, when we produce oxytocin, they've shown so many people like clients and stuff, they're like, oh my goodness, how do I like help induce you yeah, know, I was milk ask production this, um- and, and things like that. Um, and my number one tip is skin to skin. Yeah, yeah, by far, skin to skin, because they've shown that oxytocin is responsible for stimulating our olfactory kind of system, which is, you know, smell. Mm-hmm. And so having your baby close to you, smelling, looking, touching, mm-hmm. feel, warmth, temperature, all those sensory kind of um, external factors are all playing a role in our brain mm-hmm. and Like I say this all the time to people, if we were able to demonstrate the amazing chemical responses that our bodies are doing, not only what's going on with our bodies as mothers, but But with the baby as well. Mm. Through skin to skin. Through skin to skin. Yeah. Who who did you mo- – the woman you – So Dr. Greer Kirshenbaum yes. is an amazing yeah. neuroscientist and right. she has coined this term called the nurture bath. And it's this amazing kind of phenomenon where, you know, how many times do we sit on a couch with our babies and we feel so guilty because we're not putting on a load of washing yeah. or we've got the dishwasher to do, oh, my God, look at the floor, like we need to vacuum that and – you know knows oh knows what's god for my mum's coming over <laughs> and the house looks like a mess and like all that kind of stuff and but all you instinctively want to do is be there with your baby me. because yeah. they're resting and they're so beautiful and they're scrumptious and all that kind of stuff and so what is happening in that moment is this beautiful nurture bath in their brain and because all these things are firing and All the neurons are being kind of created and the synapses and all the um, hormones, including oxytocin and dopamine and beautiful nurture bath. And that is very similar to what I was just explaining about the priming of the oxytocin developmental system Mm. is that you are priming your child's brain and kind of creating this beautiful attachment with them that is going, it is the foundation of their Social really is, kind of interactions with the rest of society. It wow. really, really is. Mm. And so, I would just love, as a scientist, <laughs> you know those. And like, as a doula, yeah, as a doula as well, because I see mums crumble and the, with the guilt. You know those little like temperature things that people put on their kids' um, feet. They call like owlets or something like yeah, that I to measure it was temperature. Heartbeat. Is it for temperature? I don't know, but like it's a sensory device. Right. If we could create a sensory device that, oxidizer, that showed that people. showed the effects of sitting down on a couch and mm. quote unquote doing nothing,
1: mm.
0: I don't think anyone would move off a couch ever again. <laughs> I honestly don't. I think that would be yeah. an absolute game changer. Yeah. And I implore any scientist or like tech out there if you do that i will give you yeah. like research money for it yeah because i think that would just abolish a ton of mum guilt mm-hmm. and maybe get society on track and go you know what's actually more important than that dishwasher being stacked yeah my child's attachment mm-hmm. and development in i you saw the health like a little video clip the other day
2: on Instagram and it was of a doorbell cam that caught a mum leaving her daughter who had just had a baby and as she was walking out, she said, remember, darling, they're not going to remember if the dishwasher's unpacked. <laughs> they're going to remember how much you loved them and cared for them and cuddled them. Bye. Yes. And I was like, yeah. that is so true. They don't care about the dishwasher or... No. But I think we care so much about what everyone else is thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Um, really quickly, can we touch on the differences between synthetic yeah. oxytocin and what we produce, what our bodies beautifully produce?
0: Yeah, and I think this is a really important one because uh, I think, from a biochemical perspective, I think the first thing to note is that chemically and structurally they're the exact same things so you know what we see in nature is exactly what we see in the bottle Mm -hmm. um but there are some key differences between uh the two of them and they there's still not enough research around it Mm. but the key differences i would say is the first one is uh and you've got to think about it like it's it's like being in a lab. When you do something in a test tube, it's an isolated event and, you know, we don't really know what the other downstream effects are going to be, if there's any other chemicals in play or anything mm. like that. So what happens in a test tube is not necessarily what's going to happen in a human study, for example. So we need to keep that in mind. So the first thing that's the difference is that when the oxytocin um, peptide is first manufactured let's say in our brains it's manufactured in what's called a propeptide form so it's got a couple of extra bits and pieces on the ends and the reason for that is that that is how the body produces all of the hormones and lots of enzymes and things like that because if you think about it we don't want Active things just milling around our body all the time because they're going to set things off. And, yeah. you know, that's where we get Danger, Danger, Will Robinson. So they're produced in a propeptide form. When the body has that kind of instigation of, okay, the baby's head is pushing on my uterus, it's go time. And that's when the body cleaves that propeptide mm. with an enzyme and you get the active form coming off. And then that's the active form that goes and binds the receptor. And off we go, we go into labor. They've actually shown that the oxytocin, when it's released in our bloodstream there's actually a cocktail of it not all of it has been cleaved so some of it is still in a propeptide form so we're not oh. sure whether that actually plays a role in some other effects that are going on in our physiology so that's something that's different whereas the oh. synthetic version is in its full it's active all, form yeah, all, all active. it's all active right and so i think you know I personally haven't experienced it, but I've been told that, you know, people who have been induced with synthetic oxytocin, it goes from mm. zero to get the hell out of here. Yeah, mm. very, very Seven, quickly. 12. So they think maybe that might have something to do with it. Mm. The second thing that's different is that when oxytocin is pushed into our bloodstream, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, normally, um, it actually pushes out in a spike. So it's oh. actually a pulse. It's a pulse. It's a pulse. It's a pulse. That's what our body naturally does. Interesting. It is not like that in the hospital when we're yeah. injected with it. It is a steady stream and then it's just flat lines, flat lines, flat lines. So it's just go, 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 go. Can it's they not, not change the way not... they inject it? Like I, can they not? I don't know. <laughs> well, I remember I
2: was always asked... Can we increase or decrease? Or well, no, it was never decrease. It was yeah, I was always asked. Can it's you, just do you feel this, like you can take a bit more? Yeah, it's an
0: incremental kind of steady up, 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 up. So you're constantly yeah. going up, 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 up like this. Whereas our body. We'll do it in pulses. It's almost mm. like it's like, okay, here we go. Now we're going to be kind. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to be kind. And if you think mm. about it, that's the pulsing of that's the your uterine contraction. Yeah. It's the pulsing of the letdown. So with the letdown, mm. we get a pulse every 90 seconds with oxytocin. Oh. That's the letdown. Wow. And then the third thing that's really important, I think this is the biggest factor and I think and I'm, you know, I'm not a, like a 100% lead expert in this but I think it makes sense to me. Remember how I said to you that oxytocin is not only a hormone that travels through your bloodstream but it is also a neurotransmitter mm. and so it's in your brain. brain. So when it's in your brain, it's connected to the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Mm. So you've got brain and blood with the regular oxytocin mm-hmm. when they inject synthetic oxytocin it is only in your bloodstream mm. it cannot the majority like 99 of it cannot get to your brain because of the blood brain barrier we've got this beautiful kind of protective mesh around our brain because again that's one of our most important organs we don't want lots of things getting through to our brain and so it can't actually act as a neurotransmitter so what happens in that moment is that all we get is the uterine contractions, but we don't get the benefits of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the thing that calms that makes us down. so much sense. Which is the thing that reduces our anxiety, which so is the thing that buffers sense. the pain. Mm. All of the those things are I was lost about. because we yep. don't have that kicking in at the same time. I'm just time.
2: remembering being induced and when you were talking about the pulse, yeah. but then like the, I just remember I felt like I was in a constant contraction yeah. for like two hours. Yeah. yeah,
1: you did say
0: that. Yeah, it was yeah. like,
2: and they even said to me, oh, your body doesn't know how to um, con- go have normal labour, like your body doesn't know how to contract.
0: Oh, well, that's pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not true you, helpful. Your, body, your body's malfunctioning. Yeah. That's what you really mm. want to hear yeah. <laughs> in those moments. Yeah.
2: But I do remember and I think that's why, you know, I had the epidural because I was like, I, c- I can't do this. Like, yeah. But, you know, thinking about the pain and the that receptiveness yeah. from the brain, yeah, it just wasn't happening. And then do you think... Like, and there's two schools of thought that I've heard about this being induced and it affecting your breastfeeding and, you know, some a camp, mm-hmm. no, some a camp, yes. But if that, like listening to you now and that whole the brain receptor with the oxytocin and the synthetic and it's just in your blood and your brain's not activating that, yeah then what would happen from the connection of you producing your natural oxytocin to your breast to try and let yeah. down... And breastfeed.
0: So it's it's most likely going to be delayed. Yeah. Which is what happens, for example, like myself with someone who had an elective caesarean because I never had my child pushing down on my yeah. uterus to exit. So that wasn't, Which is yeah. the thing that is the, activates us, our oxytocin in our brain to start firing. But if yeah. you're induced and then you
1: still birth vaginally, yes. is that then going to? Cause the oxytocin, did you have a double in your body up? to yeah yeah, and then would that?
0: Um, <laughs> sorry, that's probably getting a bit too. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, yeah, so I couldn't yeah. say. But I think the number one thing would, and this is why I always come full circle back to skin to skin, because. Mm. all of those external factors you're feeding messages to your brain Mm -hmm. to start producing oxytocin to start cleaving it into an active form Mm. to start you know with that letdown Mm. and that bonding all of that type of thing so no matter where you are and what however you choose to birth that is why I always revert to skin to skin because you're that's where you get the flick of the switch yeah
1: amazing. So, I mean, we could talk about this all day. Yes. I know, but just I'm like, done. <laughs> just getting started. I'm know, I know. like having all um, of these. Just to finish up for our listeners, are you able to give us a little list of Potential oxytocin boosters, things that they can do mm. right now, whether they're pregnant or in their postpartum, or never had a baby, don't want a baby.
2: Um, yeah, I want to know some things to little, boost. From, <laughs> little,
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: like I, getting yeah, like a warm bath and like cozy. I things. always get asked this question, and honestly, it's going to be dependent on the individual. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, which yeah is great. And what I always revert back to is, you know, what what makes you feel good, good. and I uh, for me personally it was things that made me feel great I know this sounds awful but before I was a mum mm-hmm. because it made me feel like I was still Renee yeah. and that I hadn't taken on this huge load of like becoming a mum yeah. and losing my identity mm-hmm. so for me it was getting in a car with the windows down blaring the music and singing at the top of my lungs know, Yes. I still do that. that I still a do lot. that yeah. too. The kids hate and it. I still remember the first time I was able to do that and I went to the local shopping centre and it was amazing. You know, yes, does it also trigger our vagus nerve, which triggers our parasympathetic nerves through singing? Great. But like for some people it can just be creating 10 minutes to go sit in the garden and listen mm. to a podcast or it can yeah. be chocolate, chocolate, mm. hugging there a pet hugging you know, your partner like there's so many different so things many, you can yeah, do yeah. but it's got it you've got to walk out of it and go god i feel good about that yeah
2: amazing mm. Thanks,
0: thank you so renee. much Renee. Oh, my pleasure <laughs> I feel
2: like i could keep talking about that forever <laughs> um but we're going to get renee back soon and we will keep chatting thank you
1: this podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and their guest speakers Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. This podcast is for informational purposes only and content here should not be taken as medical or professional advice. Please consult your healthcare professional for any personal recommendations and medical care. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate based on the best available information at the time of recording, we welcome any comments, suggestions or feedback via our website contact form home.com.au forward slash contact names and details of personal experiences may have been changed to allow for anonymity and privacy to join the conversation join us on
0: social media at home postpartum